guys, welcome back. Tonight we will meet Kevin and Gail. They are a young married couple that knew each other since high school. And when you're that young and you're starting out that early in life, there is room for improvement and also mistakes. Forgiveness should also come into play because, I mean, at that age, what do you really know? But sometimes when you look back on your life, do you think that the person that you chose to walk this walk with was the right choice? Do you think that maybe you made a mistake or that they made a mistake? Or that you're missing out on something? You'll never know those answers unless you go searching. Now, I'm not advising anyone to do this because... You should stand by whatever choice you make. But do you ever wonder, did you make the right choice? Was it the right time with the right person? Well, we'll figure that out with these two tonight. And hopefully by next episode, they'll have a better understanding as to who they are, what they want and how they're going to go about getting it. There will be obstacles, so of course you have to use the head on your shoulders and not the one down below. Male and female alike can be controlled by hormones, so we can't just totally blame the guys, but sometimes temptation is stronger than the bond that you have. And it comes more often. Kevin wasn't the best husband in the world. He had had his whole life handed to him on his platter, so I guess I'd say that could explain it. But that would be me giving him a cop-out. We started off so damn good, too. Perfect. Too perfect, some would say. (laughs) Shit. I would say it now. I never saw his fucked up side till five years into our relationship when his best friend from college came into town for a work thing. Now, I never wanted to be a woman that questioned where her man went or with whom. My mom did that to my dad, and well, let's just say our family became disjointed shortly after. And looking back at my teens, I was wild as fuck, and I can't help but think that that's why. My dad was there for us, but only part-time. The rest of the time, we did whatever we wanted. And my mom, well, she was trying to find a replacement for my dad and never seemed to find a suitable one. After a while, she just became a serial dater and had three men in rotation at any given time, which gave us a lot of time to learn the ways of the world on our own. My dad, on the other hand, he remarried and has been ever since. He paid his child support and then some. We stayed in the latest of the late and did whatever the newest thing to do was. So when I met Kevin, I was in my late teens and he was a consolation prize. Mark Mitchell, that's who I really wanted, but he didn't have the same means as Kevin. So Kevin it was. Kevin's mom was a nurse. His dad was an excavation safety specialist, and so they were well off. 
But his dad was a notorious womanizer, and everybody knew, including his mom. I never got why his dad cheated on his mom, either. She was Afro-Latina and beautiful. Her skin was the color of Louisiana Rue, and she was sweet, funny, smart, and sexy. Every man in town wanted her, even my dad. They would talk at the end of our driveway every day when she would pass by on her jog. She would call him her kumpai. My mom didn't know what that meant, but by the way she was looking through our screen door, she didn't like it. She never asked him about it, though. She just stood in the threshold, gripping the door handle. Now, my mom wasn't nothing to sneeze at either. She was paper bag brown with large, thick ringlet curls down her back. She was well-educated and funny as well. And she was always being hit on by men too, but she never gave them the time of day. She worked out four times a week and kept herself up, even when she had a 12-hour shift at the hospital. She would always come home smelling and looking on point. She loved my dad's dirty drawers. He literally couldn't do any wrong in her eyes, or so it seemed. Me and Kevin's relationship, it mimicked my parents to the T in some respects. Kevin was well-educated and had been with his dad's oil and gas company since he graduated college. As for me, well, I went to college to be a nurse practitioner and we were doing well for ourselves. We agreed on no kids so we can do all the things and go all the places that our parents had to wait till they were well off into their 50s to do. And it was great for a while. Our friends would tell us how smart we were for doing it that way. And I felt good about the choice too. So you can imagine how I felt when Mr. Perfect started to become different. She never went through my phone or asked me where I was going. I asked to smell my dick. None of the stuff my homeboys would say they girls would do when they came home from going out. Shit. She never had to. Gail kept herself tight and right and was about her bread, so I couldn't ask for nothing more. But she was boring, She was like a robot sometimes. Everything had to be planned out and organized before we even made a move. Even sex seemed to be on a loose schedule. Not down to the exact time, but I noticed early on, it was at least one weekend day and one weekday. I guess by changing the days up, it made her feel like she was doing something. She would go to the same gym four days a week, and I bet she even did the same workouts every day too. We started messing around in high school, so we knew each other in our wilder days. Nah, before you say I'm an ungrateful motherfucker, hit me out. Gail was my ride or die. She was down for whatever, whenever. Back in the day. Then we graduated college and she got with her nurse friend group and started acting like somebody else. Like, she was too good for certain things. I noticed that after our second year of being married that she wasn't the same. We had talked about how no matter how much 
money we made or how times and things changed that we wouldn't change. Last summer really did it for me though. We had gone to Atlanta to this swinger sleepover we saw in a documentary on Netflix. We had booked to stay well in advance and had prepared to go all out and do the damn thing. We talked about what the limits were and what wasn't okay. And we agreed that if one of us found somebody that we wanted to get it in with, that we would let the other one know first. And we'd also make sure that they could join. We agreed to be safe and not to do the same person twice. No drama. When we left that Friday night, we had smoked and we had drank before we even headed out. So we was on our level. We talked all the way there about what we were going to do and how we was going to live all some wild-ass fantasies. She even suggested we hit a three-way with one of the ladies that she picked. Her phone rang when we got to Decatur. It was Joy, her boss. I ain't know much about Joy, but I did know Gail talked a lot about her and that she would say she was real cool for a boss. Three minutes into their conversation, Gail's demeanor changed. She was giving one-word answers and looking down at her feet. I heard her tell Joy that we won't be like that. And then after a few minutes of them talking, she told Joy she had to go. Now by this time, we were almost at the sleepover, so just for a temperature check, I asked Gail if she was okay. And she said, yeah. That her boss had told her that one of her friends had went to the same sleepover and had lost her man to one of the ladies they met there and how it fucked her life up. I tried to reassure that I wasn't no sucker like that and that I wouldn't leave for no mixie. But the conversation was too strong on her head, so we parked and went in. The ladies that met us at the door met us with titties and a drink. <laughs> we was holding hands when we walked up to the door, and when the light-skinned lady handed me my drink, I let Joy's hand go, only to grab my drink, mind you. She started sucking her teeth like, Negro, really? Fuck, I thought to myself. Joy's story had gotten to her head. We just got here and she already started tripping. I grabbed Gail's hand and pulled her close so she knew I wasn't trying to do no dumb shit. I kissed on her lips and told her to chill, that this was our night and wasn't nothing gonna change that. She grinned and took the drink from the dark-skinned sister at the door and took a sip. The room was full of couples and non-couples alike. All the guys were holding their gals close, obviously doing the same damage control that I was. There was some fine-ass sisters in there, I ain't gonna lie. Shit. Not all of them had a man with a 